0: Today, Major League Baseball enshrined a new class into the Hall of Fame. The all-star break was last week. Uh, Baseball season in full swing. People already getting all jacked up for football season looking ahead. Perhaps you are pulling out all your sports memorabilia, dusting it off and looking at it going, you know what, I'd like to keep this, but if it's really worth something, maybe I will sell it. I, I wish... I knew somebody who could help me figure this out. Well, you've come to the right place because our good friend Michael Osaki from BaseballInTheAttic.com is in the studio. And if you have any sort of baseball memorabilia and you want to give Michael a call, you can describe it to him and we will, uh, he'll tell you, hey, uh, yeah, you might have a retirement fund there. Or, oh, you know, that's kind of cool. Just uh, hang on to it. It's not really, not really worth much on the open market. Good to see you again, Michael. Good, uh, good day to have you in with Harold
1: Baines getting enshrined today. Very exciting. It's great to be back, and I promise uh, not to break anything. I have the habit of breaking microphones here. Yes.
0: Well, that's why we didn't have you in the other studio, because the first time you sat in there, you broke something. Uh, so now we, Cody brings you in and you sit in a little hermetically sealed bubble. We don't even <laughs> let you, you're actually talking, talking through a hole toward the microphone so you can't get too close to anything. Exactly. So you've been traveling all around uh, appraising things. What's,
1: uh, is, this a, is this a busy season because it's summer and there's conventions and stuff? Absolutely. So my busy season is usually uh, March 1st to uh, about Thanksgiving, a little bit later, December 1st. I've been to Florida the last couple weeks, North Carolina Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine. So I've kind of, yes, been everywhere.
0: Are you finding, when you go to these different cities, is it regional, what people have? Like if you go, oh, every time I go to the Northeast, it's a lot of baseball. And then I go somewhere else and it's a lot of football stuff.
1: Usually, yes. So obviously in Boston, you see a lot of Red Sox items. But I did see some Babe Ruth signed baseballs in Boston as well. Nice. Um the answer is. It's some... amazing that there's there's still so many Babe Ruth baseballs, aren't there? Absolutely. He's been dead for how long? <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, he died August sixteenth, nineteen forty eight. Um, but Babe Ruth was a gracious signer. He oh, signed okay. for everybody. Grew up in an orphanage, yep. and anytime anybody would ask him for an autograph, he obliged.
0: Very nice. So there, so there are, in reality, there probably are a, re, a whole lot of Babe Ruth baseballs out there.
1: Absolutely, but today the demand far uh, outpaces the supply, and so right. it's, it's it's very valuable.
0: Now, your specialty for those of who are just hearing you for the first time, you specialize in in baseball kind of stuff, right? Well, it's you all, do every you appraise uh, everything, yes. but, so it,
1: it's all sports. But the majority of what I see just happens to be baseball related. Okay, is that why? Why
0: do you think baseball uh, inspires people to collect more than other sports? Because every sport makes cards. I remember as a kid having football cards and basketball cards, but Baseball, there's something about the tradition of baseball that people want to hang on to scorecards and and balls and and all all these things. Whereas other sports, yeah, there's there's some stuff, but just not as much.
1: Well, baseball, at least in this country, uh, has been around the longest as, as as compared to basketball or football or, or hockey. Um, additionally, yes, you're right about there's football cards and basketball cards and hockey cards. But really, baseball cards have been around for the longest. They were okay. manufactured over 100 years ago. Um, and it just really, again, it just happens to be the majority of what I see. And so now on your on your latest travels, what was the most unusual thing that somebody brought in
0: to have appraised?
1: Um, I saw a pretty interesting signed Marilyn Monroe signed photograph. Um, really? Which, I, I'm a sports guy, and obviously she's entertainment, um, but... When I asked the family how they have, a, in, uh, in this huge sports collection, yeah. <laughs> how they have a Marilyn Monroe signed photo. Are they related to Joe DiMaggio? Well, someone in the family knew Joe DiMaggio back in the 50s, and obviously he was married to Marilyn sure. Monroe. And they got it obtained in person, and it was inscribed to this uh, gentleman in the family. Okay, and as we've talked about
0: before that's valuable to the family but once it's inscribed it the value goes
1: down right generally speaking yes however uh, when you're talking about Marilyn Monroe you know such a celebrity yeah. um that even if it says to Brian or to Dick from Marilyn Monroe it still is very valuable okay very nice. Uh, we'll get things started.
0: 312-981-7200.
1: You can call. You can text.
0: Whatever. But let's let's prime the pump with this first text that came in, Michael. Okay. Uh, somebody's got a baseball
1: with Jack Brookhouse and Harry Carey's signature on them. That's great. Both of them individually are nice uh, signatures and valuable. They have them both, those legendary broadcasters on one baseball. Could be 200 or 250 bucks. Really? Absolutely. All right. So now people hear that and they go, wow. Two hundred fifty bucks, two hundred
0: bucks. That that's a nice chunk of change. Between you saying it and me actually getting two hundred dollars in my pocket, where do I? Where do I have to go? Who do I have to go to see? Do I go to a third party? How do I sell this? How do I make
1: my two hundred dollars? Something like that would be a great eBay piece. Um, okay, put that up on eBay. There would be a lot of people that would be interested in that. Okay. Is that is that
0: uh, the best way for people to try to sell stuff? Once they have it appraised and you know, they talk to you at baseball in the attic, they can email you and send you pictures and all that and you say to them, "All right, uh, Bob, this baseball that you uh, you told me about, worth are 200 250 bucks in my opinion. It, it, that's what it's estimated at being worth."
1: Yes. So something like that, that's 200 250 bucks. Is great for eBay, but there are, someone could have an item at home right now, wondering it might be a fifty thousand dollar item. In that case, I probably would not recommend eBay. <laughs> right, and so it really depends on the value of the item okay. and how liquid I think that item is, and how lucrative um, bidders might be interested in, in the item. And these are people
0: that you you have experience with through the conventions and through the appraisal shows and things where you go. So you know, you kind of know if. If I were to come to you and I, and I showed you something and you said, listen, that is worth, let's say, $10,000. I, I think there's people who would pay $10,000. That's because you know there's people out there that are, that are seriously looking with that kind of money and are willing to pay that,
1: right? Yes, but most importantly, I also know the value of the item itself. Right. And so I know it's $10,000, and then if that person does want to sell it, I could tell them, okay, these are the avenues, and these people are reputable and all that good stuff.
0: Very nice. Uh, baseballintheattic.com is Michael's website. People can get a hold of you uh, through the website, correct? Baseball, Yes, always.
1: exactly. Or they can email me, Michael, at baseballintheattic.com. Or after the show today, I'll be around 312-379-9090. All
0: right, let's take a quick break. The calls are coming in, 312-981-7200. Uh, Michael Osaki is here, baseballintheattic.com. If you have some sports memorabilia around, I always love getting the calls because people – Uh, people have called in with the most unusual items. And you're like, where did you get that? So sometimes the story is worth more than the item itself.
1: Yeah, I think uh, about a year or two ago when I was on the show with you, someone called. They had a blow-up doll of Dick Butkus. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So you just never know what's never out know. there. So uh, give us a call. We
0: will find out what is out there and what it might be worth that's happening here at WGN. It is always some sports season. You have been collecting things since you were a kid. You were going through your, uh, your dad's closet and you found some sort of baseball memorabilia. Something was signed and you're like, oh my goodness, this is it. The kids are going to college. Well, they're going to college, but probably not on the money you found. But who knows? Michael Osaki is here. Baseballintheattic.com is Michael's website. He is a certified appraiser of all sports memorabilia and many other things. And uh, it's always uh, nice when Michael comes in because the stories that come out from people are amazing. 312-981-7200. If you have uh, an item that you would like Michael to give you his opinion on, Uh, A couple texts, and then we'll get to the calls. I am storing boxes of baseball cards that my sons collected during the 80s and 90s. Is there anything special
1: we should look for in there, or uh, (laughs) could I toss them? Okay. The 80s and 90s are what we call junk wax. Basically, the stuff was mass-produced from the 80s and 90s, billions and billions of cards. And so today, there is just a ton of supply in the market, and there isn't a lot of demand. And so unfortunately— There isn't a ton of value there. However, to answer your caller's or texter's question, uh, you need to look for some of the key rookie cards. So a 1989 Upper Deck, Ken Griffey Jr., 85 Tops, Roger Clemens. Um, So you got to find the superstars and then look for those rookie cards because those are going to have some value. Is one company more valuable than another? It varies year by year, okay. and and in the eighties and nineties there was you know, a dozen card manufacturers: yeah. Tops and Score and Fleer and Donruss and Upper Deck and Prism. I'm you know. Oh jeez, I know.
0: See, I would have never. I know Top and Upper Deck. That's pretty much. Those are the the yeah. big names I know. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. Wayne has been hanging on. Hi, Wayne. How you doing? Good. What do you got? I have a nineteen fifty nine uh, championship picture pennant it's not in great condition but it's uh you know i just wondered why if it's worth anything
1: from it's the white like Sox. A cloth, a, yeah it's the white Sox. it's a cloth pennant and it has the picture of the team on it what color is it wayne it's white okay it's uh white and black lettering that retails for around 75 bucks okay that's not bad not even enough. in
0: poor condition
1: <laughs> oh wow well, how
0: poor how poor frick yeah it just says white and then there is an x the, the s of the orb missing well no the you know the tip of the pen is kind of frayed and it's kind of you know yeah. bent up it's, it's it's still there you know right you could see the picture and the, the back of it still has all the names of the players on it
1: so you're looking at about maybe about half of that 40 bucks because yeah. of the condition. I
0: guess I'll just have it framed and keep it then. There you go. See, sometimes sometimes that's the way to go. Wayne, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, sometimes things, you know because a lot of us when we started we, we didn't collect it thinking of things as it we started as kids and kids just wanna collect it. They're not thinking of it as investments. You know, so it's gotta be hard to find things that are in mint condition because unless it's somebody who
1: you know, their parents started them, and it was like, this is going to be your future, and they, you know. You're exactly right, yeah. I mean, nobody, when they were collecting in the 50s and 60s yeah. and 70s, was saying, oh, my God, this is my retirement. Right. No. People, <laughs> no, people would throw the baseball cards against the wall, put them in their bicycle spokes. Yeah, exactly. So today, you're right. I mean, I have seen mint-conditioned cards from 80 years ago, 100 years ago, but it's very rare, yeah. and in fact, a lot of times when I see a card, that's super old and it looks super mint. I'm like, wait a second, maybe this is a reprint or a fake. I have to look closer because okay. you know that's not the norm.
0: Yeah how many of how many of those mint condition cards can really be out there you know uh, another text, pardon me <clears throat> do newspaper covers of teams winning uh oh hold on. Do newspaper covers of teams winning uh... all right so like when the Cubs won, when the Cubs won the uh, the World Series, the front page of the Tribune is that going to be worth something someday? Because people, I know, I still have I still have newspapers. Oh, that's jam. What happened there? Might have been me. I don't know. Cody looks very surprised. <laughs> I know, I know, you didn't relax. Do newspaper covers of teams winning championships, such as the Tribune okay. front page of the Cubs? Oh, so I was right. That was what it is. Okay, we so the
1: right when the Cubs won the World Series in 2016, they had the Tribune had multiple printings. Right now, today. If you have one of those and you were to sell it, you could probably get ten to twelve bucks, maybe fifteen bucks on a good day. Okay, so that's not uh, not too bad. But you pay it only you know three bucks for it, and now it's worth ten to twelve, so maybe it's good. Somebody
0: sent a picture of a matted and framed newspaper lineup from nineteen thirty eight World Series. There's a picture of it right over here. I don't know if you want to... Maybe during the break... We'll I, take... You can yeah. take a look at that. So we'll take yeah. a look at that. While we're doing that, let's go to uh, Oak Forest, where Joe has been hanging on patiently. Hello, Joe. Hi. How you doing? What do you got,
1: Joe? I got a game... A brand new Patrick Kane hockey stick that I won. Ne- never never used. Okay. So this is a non-game used Patrick Kane hockey stick. Is it signed?
0: Yes, it is. And okay. I, cover, I taped up the blade. Turn your radio down for us, Joe. Okay,
1: hold on. Okay, okay, turn it down. Non-game views, Signed Patrick Kane hockey stick. About 150 bucks. Okay, go ahead. So about 150 bucks, he said.
0: Oh, okay. That sounds good. There you go. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care. All right, let's take a quick break. Then it'll be news time. If you have something for Michael that you want to know, hey, is this worth a lot? Is this? Better just a memory, 312-981-7200. So, Murray, we'll get to you on the other side of news. We'll get to our texters, 312-981-7200. Michael Osaki, attic.com is the website. And uh, Michael will be at
1: what show is next week in Rosemont? Next week is the National Sports Collector Show Ooh. at Rosemont at the Donald E. Stevenson Convention Center, July 31st to August 4th. It's five days. All right, and you will be there? I will be appraising. there. Appraising. I'll, I'll be there. out of a booth, booth number 582. Please stop by. I'm also giving away a $500 card. Wow, very nice. All right, we'll do this. Then we'll be news. Then more with Michael. It's WGN. Brian
0: Noonan, seven twenty, WGN. We're talking about sports memorabilia with Michael Osaki from Baseball in the Attic.com. Michael will be in Rosemont this week at the uh, what did the national
1: National Sports Collectors Convention. It's actually next week. It's July thirty first. Oh, next to, week. Okay. August fourth, Wednesday to Sunday.
0: Very nice. Oh yeah, that's next one. next week. So a week okay. from Wednesday yes. uh, through a week from Sunday. Very good. And uh, you will be there. You will be appraising things. There will be a lot of. Is it? Is it? Uh, are people? St- Probably selling and appraising.
1: There's probably a ton of dealers there and a lot of different vendors and things. Correct. It's all that. And there's also, over the course of five days, over 100 signers. Really? Um, Joe Montana will be there. And 99 other, you know. Okay.
0: And so do you, pay to get to, do you pay to get into the event? And then obviously you're paying for the signatures.
1: Both, yeah. And I, I don't know what the cost is okay. to get into the event.
0: But you can, uh, I'm sure if you Google it, you will find it. All right, we've got a lot of questions. But before we went to the news, someone had, had texted in a picture, somebody from the 630. Uh, they had a matted and framed newspaper lineup from the 1938 World Series, Cubs versus the Yankees. Uh, and Michael took a
1: look at the picture. What did you, you think when you first saw it? It's nice. It looks like uh, it was framed quite some time ago, several decades ago. The value is only about 100 bucks because the way that people find their stats today is they just go online and Google it. Okay. Um, but 30 years ago, before the internet, you'd have to, you know, all these newspapers were an important part of people's repertoire when they wanted to see, okay, what happened in 38 World Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many home runs did X Y Z person hit? So about a hundred bucks. Really? Because you know, I'm looking at. it I go, well, it's a newspaper from
0: back then. It's the the the, the pictures there. There can't be that many of them around still. But sure. even even with that, it's 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 more of a, a cool memory than a you know something to uh, something to sell to make a lot of dough. All right, let's go to the phones. Murray has been hanging on, and he is in Chicago. Hi, Murray. Thanks for waiting. What do you got? I got uh question of uh, signs from Soldiers Field. Before the we had in 2002. I snuck in and uh, I took all the signs. I was on um, crutches from knee surgery and I, I had to put them down. But I got four of the big signs: Section 116, 118, 120. And four of the small metal signs that were in these stone walls as you walk in. <laughs> so Murray, you're trying to sell stolen goods on my radio show. Is that what I'm is that what I'm being led to believe? Stolen oh, goods, they're they're being torn down to okay. save <laughs> All right. Reclaimed goods we'll
1: put. Reclaimed. Reclaimed. They, what, do you, <laughs> what do you think, Michael? Do we know if George McCaskey is listening? I don't What's know. that. He might be. McCaskey
0: may be listening. But um, but if he were not. Uh, what uh, would that's you t- okay, McCaskey knows me very well. My my father was George Harris's uh junior psychiatrist and very <laughs> very, very, wow, uh, very the family. I like the story better than the <laughs> yeah, uh, better than the item. But Michael, what do you think of these uh, what do you think of these signs from the old soldier field?
1: So the way that I'll answer is yes, there is some value, but I never opine on the value of things that I think were I shouldn't say stolen, but you know, maybe are a little Shifty, shifty.
0: But yeah. now, if if Murray were to go to the to the show, somebody could somebody would see those and go, yeah, they're worth some money. Yeah. So they, you probably got something, Murray. But we don't know. We don't know for sure on that one. Okay. I mean, they're, they're, they're the only ones that are still exist. So they probably they probably worth something. But Michael oh, wow. Michael's not sure. I appreciate the call, Murray. Thanks a lot. Let's uh, say hi to Barbara in Joliet. Hi, Barbara. Hi. What do you got? Um. I have a Gale Sayers jersey that was signed in 1977.
1: Ooh, interesting. Vintage Gale Sayers. I like it. Um, unfortunately, Gale Sayers is not doing well as far as health-wise, right. um, but the signed jersey is still between 150 and $200. bucks. All right. There Thank you. Go. you. You're, welcome, You're welcome, Barbara. Thanks for calling. Um,
0: there were a couple, a uh, couple other. Uh, somebody said somebody texted in. We were talking about rookie baseball cards. You said to the person who had their kids' '80s and '90s cards. You said look for rookie cards. Somebody texted in. They've got an Upper Deck Ryan Sandberg rookie card. Is that a is that
1: good? So that's impossible because, <laughs> the, because wow. So it's impossible because I, I'm starting. I'm I'm thinking of via. My Cousin Vinny episode now. But anyways, so Upper Deck started in 1989. That was their inaugural year, 89. That big card in that year was Ken Griffey Jr. Ryan Sandberg's rookie year was many, many, many years earlier in the early 80s. And his rookie card is a FLIR card. So Upper Deck never made cards during his rookie season
0: all right so there you go so see that's why you have an appraiser come in because somebody goes look at this card it's his rookie card really that company didn't even exist when he played uh what about farm team rookie cards like minor leaguers uh
1: yes uh if it's like a superstar like mike trout yeah that'd be awesome you know uh Uh, And Judge, Aaron Judge. Okay. But for the most part, there's nothing there unless they're, again, superstars that are currently playing or have played in in the majors and or in the Hall of Fame.
0: Somebody, the the person who texted in that picture of the lineup said, uh, thank you for looking at it, said it was the only thing they, they knew that had both DiMaggio and Gehrig. In the Yankees lineup, so that was why they were, you know, they thought, "Ooh, that was uh, that was a deal." A uh, baseball signed by the entire 1953 White Sox team
1: in pristine condition. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a team signed baseball should have at least eighteen to twenty signatures on it, right? Because it's the team, and then there's managers, coaches. Uh, so when
0: you say team, you want all those guys on, yeah. You want so, everybody.
1: Yeah, exactly. Too often, people will say, I have a team-signed item, and there's 10 or 12 signatures on there. Well, that's not really considered a team-signed item. It's okay. Yeah, it's a, it's an item, but it's not team-signed. Got a lot of people on there, but not everybody. So, so first off, it should have 18 to 20 signatures, at least. Could be more. 53 White Sox. Um, hopefully it's got some of the key signatures on there, Nelson Fox, Nellie Fox. Mm-hmm. By the way, hopefully he signed it Nelson Fox, not Nellie Nelly Fox. If he signed it Nellie, it's probably a forgery, not authentic. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but um, w- without seeing it, and if there's 18 to 20 signatures and Nellie Fox is on there, a uh, couple hundred bucks, 200, or 225 bucks.
0: All right. Very good. Not too shabby. Eric is in Oak Lawn. Hi, Eric. What do you got? Yeah, I've got about 112 Gaudi cards, and the, my, three of them are Babe Ruth. One is Lou Gehrig. I have had them graded; they're all like three and fours. My question: It seems the value of these cards is less now than it was 10, 15 years ago. Is, that, is this all fluctuate by economy, or? Yeah how does how does the market set its price? First, you made your your eyes kind of lit up when. Uh, when Eric was t- mentioned, the kind of cards he has. So one that now, sounds... these are good cards. I yeah, mean, just, I mean it's exponential. You know, you get a grade eight or nine; that thing's worth you know six figures. I figure these are in the range of four or five grand. But it just seems they were they they were more value 10, 15 years ago than they are now. Okay, so, so that was mean, my question: the yeah. fluctuation. Uh, of yeah, the how, do, how or- do the
1: prices fluctuate? So so the prices have actually gone up a lot. So maybe. Uh, For some reason, the caller thought that maybe, you know, someone may have told him 10 years ago that they were worth a lot more than they actually currently were. Okay. Um, But the 1933 Gaudi set, which is what the gentleman has, uh, is a great set. It's littered with Hall of Famers. There are four Babe Ruth cards in the set, two Lou Gehrigs, two Jimmy Foxes, 240 cards in that set, and very very colorful. And so um, those traditionally over time have been really good investment um, cards. So um, they have gone up, um, but of course they're not eights or nines, like you said. And we so, what
0: sets? Is it just demand that sets the price? I think that's what uh, Eric is looking for. What, yeah, that was Why? Bad why bad the? Is about. it? Is it? Is it an arbitrary thing? Does it uh, year to year? Because these, if the cards are rare and valuable, what changes from you know two years ago to this year? You know, if I were if I were to come out to see somebody next week at the uh, the show. Would my price be the same as it was a year ago, or will it be more in a year? What 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 are the kind of things that cause that fluctuation?
1: Well, let me kind of answer the question with this particular set, because the 1933 Gaudi set, of all the sets in the universe, all the baseball card sets, this set is a top three, meaning over the past 50 years you have this set, the 1952 top set, and the T-206 tobacco card set. Those are really... These are the sets, the three sets that collectors most gravitate to and enjoy and collect and purchase and accumulate. Um, But things happen, Uh, um, you know, 12 years ago when the whole economy collapsed, sort of this market. But you also have a changing interest in collectors. So there could be collectors that five years ago that collected 1933 Gaudis. Maybe they sold all those and maybe now they're. Um, maybe they have different interests. Maybe So their
0: their taste might have changed.
1: Absolutely. That happens a lot with collectors. Some of them are very fickle. Okay. And, and they get bored or yeah. they want to sell something and buy something new.
0: So it's kind of, would the advice be then to collectors, if you're looking to sell, if you get a price you think is the good price, sell it because tomorrow that price could be vastly different?
1: Things go right. up and things go down. It's kind of like the stock market. You right. just never know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good well, luck I with it. Says. I
0: appreciate your feedback. No Thank
1: you. problem. Thanks for the call. Uh, all right. This is. I know you deal. You
0: maybe. Do you deal with golf a lot? Do you get golf? All right. So, uh, Texter has a set of Wilson Hammer forged golf clubs. They don't have the numbers on them. They say like niblick instead of a five iron. Uh, they think they're from the forties or the fifties.
1: Okay. The best thing to do is email me uh, pictures of some of the golf clubs. and this got way one I can, picture here, but yeah. Uh, yeah, and this way I can better uh, better understand kind of what's there. So unfortunately, uh, I won't be able to answer the question on the air right now, but if you send me pictures, I'll be able, happy to help you. What's that email address? It's michael at baseballintheattic.com. All right, baseballintheattic.com.
0: Send Michael those pictures, and he will, uh, he will let you know. Uh, Spike is in Edgewater. Hi, Spike. What do you got? Hey, I got a uh, Michael Jordan upper deck poster, 11 by 16 indie baseball card kind of sleeve, you know, thick, thick plastic sleeve. Oh, you texted us a picture of it, too, didn't you? Yes, I did. All right, hang on. We're going to take a quick break. I'll let Michael look at that picture while we're while we're on the break, and then when we come back, he you will tell it. you what he thinks. All right, Spike? You got it. All right, hang on. All right, let's do this. If uh, We've got a few minutes left with Michael. Baseballintheattic.com is his website, 312-981-7200. I'll let Michael take a look at this poster, then we'll tell Spike if he's got a treasure or just a really cool Upper Deck Cup poster of Michael Jordan. All that and more after this, WGN. All right, Michael Osaki's here. Baseballintheattic.com is the website. The Big uh, sporting goods. So tell us again about the uh, the sporting goods show where you will be, Michael in Rosemont.
1: Up, yep. oh, hold on. Now, t- now tell us about the big sporting goods show. <laughs> July thirty first to August fourth. It's a Wednesday through Sunday. There's, I'll be there. I'll have a booth, booth number five sixty two. And if you're interested in having anything appraised. All sports, come by, stop by, say hi, shake my hand, say you say you heard me on the Brian Noonan show. Exactly, it's the uh, National Sports Collectors Convention.
0: It is in Rosemont at the uh, Donald E. Stevens Convention Center, as Michael said. So uh, you can go check it out. See Michael if you have some stuff, bring it along. Uh, all right, we told Murra, we told Spike to hang on. So Spike has been hanging on. All right, Spike. Michael has looked at the pictures of your
1: poster. Uh, Michael, your judgment. So my question for you, Spike, is it doesn't look like it's signed, right? It's just an unsigned upper is, deck poster. It, it is not signed. Okay, so the value would be about fifteen to twenty bucks. Really? Yeah.
0: There you well, go. Good, good. And I'll come and see you at the uh, uh, Rosemont uh, with a box of other things.
1: I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there for five days on my feet. Come Very, say hi. Very cool. It, sir. Well, go see him, Spike. Thank thanks you, for and
0: the thanks call. Thank WTN. My pleasure. Uh, what, do 35, what to do with 35 years plus of White Sox season ticket holder stuff, bobbleheads, et cetera? Uh,
1: the guy says, I'm thinking it's not worth much. I mean, it's too much to answer. I guess the first question was I would need to know what year it started, right? Yeah. 35 years. Is, is it from 1960 to 1995? Is it from, you know, 1980 to you know, 2015? So yeah. that would help. And also – is Stubs, bobbleheads, like there's certain items during that, those decades that are like great items that have value, and there's a lot that are worthless. So it's piece by piece, probably. Yeah. Okay. If you could send me an email with an inventory list or some photos, that would help. All right. Uh, that baseball we were talking about with the 53 uh, White Sox, uh,
0: it is, uh, they signed it is uh, Minoso, so didn't sign it many, and Nelson Fox, plus at least 30 other names.
1: Oh, well, that's great. So if there's 30 other names, I mean, it's literally every single person. There's probably the um, doctor's name on there, okay. bench coach, maybe even VP. Um, so it could be worth more. It could be worth closer to 300 bucks if, okay. if over 30 signatures are on there.
0: So so if you see Minnie or Nelly, you're
1: pretty sure that's a, f- a fraud. Uh, Nelly, for sure. Minnie, not always the case, but yes, it's... People, obviously, his nickname is many, but he would sign an arrest All right, before we we get to another call, let's talk about if somebody has something signed. All right? And and I'll use
0: myself as an example. So I brought in, I had a couple baseballs um, that were signed. When I was doing sports night, we did these Cubs Corners convention, and the players would come in, and they would sign. And and the only one I was really uh, crazed about, we had Ernie Banks, Fergie Jenkins, and Billy Williams on one of the panels. And they were nice enough to each sign a ball for me, which I took home, and I went to Michael's Craft, and I bought the little baseball box. So I have these, these three balls. Um, now, you said the Ernie Banks one. I need, I should probably get a certificate of authenticity. So if somebody has something with a signature, and they know, like I know, I watched Ernie Banks sign this, but that, who's going to believe me? I'm just some schmo with an Ernie Banks ball. What, what should people do? How do they go about getting a certificate To so if they do want to sell something, somebody goes, oh, yeah, okay, this
1: is a, this is a legit deal? Okay, so the reason why I recommended third-party authentication for you is because you indicated that you wanted to sell them. Mm-hmm. If you said to me, Michael, I don't really care to sell, I'm going to hold on to them, then there's really no need to incur the added expense of third-party authentication, right? right. However, I always look at authentication... From an ROI standpoint, return on investment. So, if you have an item that's for twenty bucks, it probably does not make sense to spend ten or fifteen bucks to have a third party look at it, right? And
0: is that is that the the ballpark price? No pun intended for getting an authentication on a, a signed item.
1: It varies. Like okay. for example, a Babe Ruth signature is about three hundred bucks to have it authenticated. Oh, really? But Ernie Banks could be twenty bucks. Okay. Uh, Fergie Jenkins could be ten to fifteen bucks. Okay.
0: So, and people would go, how do they go about it? I mean, could they contact you? You could do that. You
1: can authenticate something, correct? So I am a certified appraiser. I am not an authenticator. However... Because I do this every single day, I can tell if something looks good or not. Right. Except I'm not the person that prints out the COAs and mails them to people and says, yes, this is good or this is not good. Can
0: you refer people to? Yes. So, so if people get a hold of you at Michael at com, you can refer them to someone.
1: Yes, absolutely. Or they can
0: come see you next weekend at the uh, convention and you can refer them, yes. hey, go down to booth number, whatever. And there's a guy down there or a woman down there, and they'll they'll hook you up.
1: Yes, absolutely. And also, sometimes people will email me something, um, and I'll tell them on the spot, this is no good. Right. A, a guy last week said a, a Babe Ruth ball was passed down through his family. <laughs> he, he remembers playing with his grandfather, told him this great story. He picked it up from the backstop, and then got it signed. Uh, I, I said, sir, I don't, I don't know who signed this, but it was not Babe Ruth. <laughs> and he was, like, literally in tears. Like yeah, he was,
0: crushed his entire family's dreams. Yeah.
1: So he, Wow. Um, I hope you're happy with yourself. I hope you're happy. I'm very happy because I was honest with him, and for 30 or 40 years, he thought this was a legit signed Babe Ruth ball. Right. And so he could have gone to his grave thinking he had a Babe Ruth ball, (laughs) and you shattered his dreams. Yeah, I
0: know. Horrible, horrible. Uh, Let's see if you'll shatter Tony's dreams. He's in River North. Hi, Tony. What do you got? Hey, guys. uh, In 1983, the White Sox hosted the uh, 50th anniversary All-Star Game. There was no home run derby the day before, so what they did, though, Was they brought back All Stars going back to the 30s and they had an old timers All Star game. They gave out a special handout program for it with pictures inside. Two, three pages is all, but I have it in mint condition, autographed by Joe DiMaggio and his brother Dom DiMaggio. I haven't authenticated it, but assuming I could get that authenticated, uh, what does Michael think it's worth? What do you think, Michael?
1: So that, um, so obviously, 1983. He said 50 years. Uh, it was 1933. Was Comiskey Park the right. first, first All Star game? Uh, it's going to be worth a couple hundred bucks. Wow! And, and to so the, not- I- now does the Dom DiMaggio signature boost that value? No, it de- <laughs> unfortunately, it decreases the value. Oh, on. really? If it was
0: just Joe, would it have been? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Better if it's just Joe.
0: Well, listen, Dom was hanging around that day. Well, it's still a few hundred Thanks, bucks, Tom. though, Tony. You might, uh, Thanks, you're welcome. Thanks for the call. So, not too bad. It is always a pleasure to see you, Michael. It's always fascinating. We will uh, talk again. Uh, baseballintheattic.com is Michael's website. You can email him, Michael at baseballintheattic.com. If uh, the person with the golf clubs, don't forget, send Michael the pictures, he'll take a look at it. And Michael will be at the National Sports Collectors Convention in Rosemont next weekend, Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, what What booth again? Booth 582. Booth 582. Stop by, see Michael, bring your stuff, tell him uh, you heard him here on the show, and uh, say hi and see what's going on at the convention. Always fun. We will talk to you again very soon. Thank you. You are welcome. All right, let's do this. Then it's news time. And then do we we have a break, right, Cody? Yeah, we have a break. Then it's at the breweries after the news. Oh, my, so much fun on WGN.